Welcome to the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider, the podcast where we pull back the curtain and speak to the brains behind sales and marketing activity that has delivered real results. Get inspired and get actionable ideas by hearing what they did and how they did it. Brought to you by me, Ben Rose, along with Gorilla Technology. Welcome to another episode of the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider. I'm your host, Ben Rose, and today we're speaking to Jen Rolf, ad agency founder, independent director, strategic thinker, two-time winner of the New Zealand Marketing Industry Supreme Award, and all-round good bugger. In a storied career spanning the whole communications gamut from traditional to digital to direct, Jen has worked on some incredible brands at agencies, even those out of the industry have heard of, such as Saatchi's and Ogilvy. <laughs> However, since 2010, Jen decided that she wanted to chart her own course and founded her own business, Rolf Limited. Four years later, she joined forces with Ant Ranger to found creative agency Ranger & Rolf. As a former client, I can speak to the quality of their team and the work they do for brands like NIB, AA and Auckland Zoo to name but a few. In her spare time, Jen crams in an amazing array of directorships, having served on the boards of the Cancer Society, New Zealand Rugby League, CityCare Limited and since 2018, regional facilities which became Auckland Unlimited. Thank you for joining us, Jen. Oh, pleasure. Lovely. Gosh, that sounded busy, didn't it? You've been really busy. <laughs> I need to lie down in a cup of tea after that. Oh, <laughs> so is there is there a common thread that, that runs through all of those different things that you've done? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I found my niche when I was at university, you know, like I, did, I found marketing. I was an abject failure at law. Um, <laughs> it was disappointing. Um, but realised marketing was my jam, and and yeah. that's that's how the board stuff has happened off the back of that. Because uh, for the most part, I'm going to own this. Um, most boards in New Zealand are underrepresented by marketing people mm. on their boards, and um, enlightened groups have gone, "Gee, it would be good to have an understanding of our customers and a relationship with them." Yeah. Um, and then obviously the advent of digital has sort of put a little cracker on the on the bum, let's say, yeah, yeah, of yeah, that yeah. one. Um, so it's encouraged businesses to think about marketing. So it is, it is all marketing-based stuff. Why, why, why aren't there more marketers on boards, do you think? Is it to do with organisations? Is it to do with marketers or a well, bit of both? I think it's, well, I mean, at a grand level, I'd say that most boards are, well, in fact, it's fact, really, that you know only 20% of women are on are sitting on boards at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in some more traditional businesses, or industries, there's probably even less. Mm. So, and if you look at the number of graduates from marketing, mm-hmm. there's typically more women in that. And certainly, yep. Yep. it's kind of perhaps also a, a, a new discipline. Um, and if you look at perhaps the structure of boards, sometimes um, they're older and male. Yeah. Which mm. yeah. is lovely. And, um, <laughs> but you know, diversity is a thing and totally. it can really help, you know, your business. So I think that's a part of why there aren't more marketers on the board. Um, is bias okay. and and but what's happening is digital is, is opening many doors for many marketers male and female and i think businesses for the on the whole need to understand more about it and they see mm. it as a weakness and 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 from the back of that is coming through this idea of interest in in um, marketing and the customer so, so so talk so talk to me about the role i suppose the role the role of the customer in a business theoretically and in practice how does how does that look as you see it it's it's interesting because there are a few myths about it, like what customers really believe and and what and who they are and what they want, and yeah. um, some you know there's a discipline to understanding the customer insight mm-hmm. that, that that makes for better marketing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's a critical aspect of of 
of businesses now coming maturing into their mm-hmm. their, their role yeah. is understanding who the customer is. I, sp- I suppose I'm keen to understand, you know, from your point of view as a, you know, you, you run an agency, so yeah. customers, you know, at the heart of everything you do, I'm keen to understand, Thank I suppose, you. how that looks, how that looks inside businesses and where, where you've seen that, you know, where you've seen that work. Sometimes, they, you know, it's, it's a mixed bag, mm-hmm. it really is, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's a mixed bag of understanding and interest in customers. Some of it do well in spite of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just through legacy and familiarity but that and that's the that's the value of the brand right and some some do really really well as as new businesses when they they latch on to and understand the customer insight that drives their business that's probably the difference between the two and what's, and big, what's your role as an agency in, in 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 helping them with that that's probably the critical part like mm-hmm. the the best part the best role we can have in helping a client is to help them understand where their customers are sitting and communicating and which of that is listening and talking you know, mm-hmm. it's both. Um, and we've seen through COVID a lot of businesses who didn't do much talking at all. You know, yep. they all went into a hole yes. and sat and waited. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. quite for what. And I think, saying before, you know, they were probably looking internally rather than externally um, at what they're doing. And I think that's that's really the role of a good agency, cross-discipline, you know, mm-hmm. digital, direct, brand, sales promotion, whatever it is, is the ability to um, help a business find the levers that that get the attention of the customers of most value or most potential value, and that's the, that's a critical part. And and you know sometimes it's hard to get it's hard to get your clients' attention to mm, that fact mm. because there's a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the quarterly budgeting or planning phase, and yeah, then yeah, there's yeah, the yeah. you know whatever else I don't know stuff that goes on in big corporates. So <laughs> so so listeners listeners to this will be um, people running their own businesses, and mm. so looking for I suppose insights into how best mm. to you know work with agencies what what agencies can help them with so mm. can you uh, can you talk to me um about you know for, for a business what are the roles that an agency can play um and and how how do you think it is is best to work with a, with a creative agency i think um because so interestingly i mean through my board work i've become yeah. a client of advertising agencies mm. but i've never yeah, yeah, been yeah. a client of an advertising agency that's really interesting so i'm always um what's the word, digging around uh, to yeah, try and find yeah. out what the insight would be on the other side of the fence because I'm constantly surprised sometimes by the reactions and yes. decisions that some of my clients and customers make. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, so, you know, sometimes in a good way um, as well. But, you know, so I'm always interested to find out what their perspective is of what it is to work with an agency. My perspective, for what that's worth, so that's different, is I think the best relationships with clients are ones that are formed on trust mm. and a long-term relationship like yeah yeah because that's when you get all of the good stuff because you don't have to start again each time they understand your business they get it they yeah, care yeah, about yeah, it yeah. as much as you do yeah that's in the relationship as much mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. they they care that's for me has been really important yes i'm not entirely sure if that is really important to clients i'm not sure but that's important to us from an agency point of view so we love people who are invested in their business or invested in it, literally, mm. um, who are passionate about what they want to do, have a clear, distinct understanding of their product or service and you know, and, and a desire to invest in it to communicate well, listening and yep. talking. Those two things. They're, they're, they're great clients. 
So exactly. you're you're a business person. So let's let's put the spotlight on you then. <laughs> so so do you understand? So so tell me about your business and I suppose what makes you guys unique and 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 how do you know that you know how how do you listen to customers to make sure they want that? How does that well, work it, as a business owner? Yeah, because I'm a business to business situation yeah. as a business to consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, so my customer base is small, yep. um, and so but it's intense. Like um, we. Hopefully, I expect mm. to be dialed in to everything that's going on and understanding the market. And, and the more that we know, the better. So um, our business is probably fueled through regular communications, both mm. um, what I'd call hard meetings and soft meetings and chats and talks and constant communication. What, what's a hard meeting? What's a soft meeting? So a hard meeting's like, I'm going to present back to you now, Ben, yep. my perspective on something. A yep. soft meeting's like, what's going on? What's yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah, okay. what, what happened last week? How did that presentation go? Do you think we should do this? Do you think we should do that? Yep. And it's that kind of more, it's both hard and soft meetings and mm. chats. That's where you get a good combo. If it's just one or the other, you're not really getting, yes. not getting anything. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, out of a relationship. And yeah. That, yeah, I think, I mean, our best, our best relationships are the ones that, um, that there's a level of, of huge respect for both parties and a long-term investment. And not not money, but in care and concern and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. importance. Yeah. But, you know, that's where it really really helps, I think. And what's what's what, what's your what's your proposition, I suppose, as as a business to your customers? So we as a as an advertising business, <laughs> it's changed quite a lot because when we first started we were very what I'd call a direct and digital Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Base because that was yeah. like that was honestly that you know six ten years ago that was hot as right because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody had gone Jesus we need to have, be into that and um, I mean, that was all our skill base my time was right. perfect but over the last let's say I'd say five years things have changed so dramatically because um, a lot of those skills are now more important for a business to have in- internally insourced right because okay. a lot of that stuff sort of come in house mm-hmm. um, uh, digital. Uh, skills are really important for a business to own mm. in themselves. Mm. There, there are other aspects of it that are really important that an agency can bring, but for the most part, that needs to, and it's been automated by yeah, different, yeah, yeah. you know, large multinational, really clever systems, yep, right? Yep. So that's awkward. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> and yet opportunity yep. arrives um, to to join it all up. So our our proposition has moved from being a direct and digital focus one into something more broader around. Um, probably customers, their engagement, brand, and how that flows through into those aspects of the channel, the direct channel, the digital channel, the TV channel, the radio channel, the in-store channel. Um, And so we play in all of those worlds now. We just have to. But the the coolest thing for us Mm, mm. is that this this thinking, the strategy of the way that you approach that is actually very um, consistent across the channels. The metrics and the levers are different, but the thinking is it's pretty much the same, and so so, so the value useful. of having that outhouse outhouse versus yeah. outsource versus in house. What, what well, it, look, that's a that's a that's a ninety million dollar question. It, mm. it comes down to the size of your budget, I suppose, yeah, as well, yeah. right? First yep. and foremost, but um, there's huge benefits for both. I think um, you need perspective sometimes, and you need another opinion because mm. you start to group think, mm-hmm. and you really need to be challenged and. Yep. I see some clients who love to be challenged, and, and some clients that don't like to be challenged. And challenge is hard, you know. We, yeah, 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 that's yeah. you know we all struggle with that. Um, but it's so it sort of depends on the nature of the business, their budget, yeah, the okay. market they're in. Yeah. Uh, 
and the, and the nature of what the task is like um, yeah, okay. and how, how committed you are to that task. If you're into social media marketing, then mm-hmm. you really, and you want it to be you know, timely, you might really want to commit to an in-house support for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to do, um, you know, some high-end video content, which I'd strongly recommend most people should look at, just yes. quietly. Yeah. quite positive and uh, productive at the moment no, on, on the it. online. Um, then, I, you know, I would get specialist skills in to do that. That's not yeah, something okay. you need to commit to in a business to have in-house, yeah, personally. Okay. Um, I think you can get a, a better outcome. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. So I kind of, it's, you know, different. Horses for courses. Yeah, it depends. Okay. Great big depends on that one. Okay. But yeah, it's changed the nature of our industry. And there's, you know, these businesses are set up now to, to help clients, you know, um, put in in-house facilities or, or, or similarly to take them out. Have you, seen, have you seen that growing over the years, the in-housing? Yes, uh, but it's cyclical, right? It like comes yeah, and it goes. Okay. I've seen many agencies come and go, oh, look, we're, in, we're in-house now and now we're going back out and then we're in-house and going. Yeah, yeah, Farmers yeah, yeah, is yeah. a classic. You know, they vacillate between the two. Yeah, true. They're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. And there are obviously benefits at different stages of their, their brand. I suppose it also depends history. on personalities and who's in, who's there, and what's their, what their yeah. event is. And You never know what's really going on. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Why that is. You know, it saves them quite a few million dollars to put it in-house, and then they yeah. suddenly realise the cost and drama of doing that. And yeah, that's right. It comes out again and, totally. and again. And, and it happened again. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk about you. This is about you. So right. let's talk about your, your career. I'm keen to know, I suppose, as, as you... Let's call it a career. It's a career. It's <laughs> totally... A random it's not mismatch. A ra- no, 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 it's not a mismatch. It's totally a career. <laughs> if, you look, if you look back over the years, um, mm. I suppose, talk to, talk to me about some of the times that you, you look back on really fondly. I'm I'm keen to hear about you know specific kind of brands and projects that you might have worked on. Yeah, I mean, um, in It'd my few, in my right? world, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we have look, um, success has many owners, and um, you know, it's never one person in this game, as mm-hmm. you well know. It's yeah. a it's a it's a situation of opportunity and motivation and yeah. and and inspiration, really. You know, um, that creates great opportunities, but. Um, but you were probably involved in some, you know. So. Oh, I mean, I've, you know, I've had my fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's funny that, yeah, it's marketing such a mercurial career to be involved in. It's yeah. like we, one of the fun ones was um, back when I set up Rolf, I'd left yes. Saatchi's and... So this um, was your first time setting up your own business? Actually, it was like my second. I, yes, I'm, I'm repetitive. Um, I've always found that uh, in a larger agency that yeah. I just needed to do things differently. Mm. Um, I felt sometimes in larger agencies you couldn't do the thing that you needed to do the, well, yeah, the okay. way that you wanted to do it in okay. terms of the standard and the care for the client. Right, so right, right. kind of been doing this for a wee while, yeah. on and off. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we, we were working with BP um, and they had a really big task um, to get themselves organised in terms of understanding um, and getting themselves a customer database going. Wow. Um, they, yeah, it was huge. And we had like, you know, the, the bare facts of it are that we had like six weeks and we had about $4.50. Um, and a business that was like, and you know, in a, a petrol station environment, you don't have much time to have no. a relationship with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People just want to get in and out, right? Absolutely. They, they don't really want to spend a lot of time chitty-chatting and putting down their email address. No. Um, so, and it's interesting thinking about how important it is to that business right now. Oh, look, massively what you're important. About. Yeah, really. And this wow. was yeah, eight years ago. Yeah, okay. Um, and it was a shift for them uh, to try something like this. And it yeah. was just ridiculously successful. We put on 
I think in about six weeks, something like 280,000 people on Gee, a fully opted in database, wow. which is very proud of. That was one of the supreme marketing awards you talked about before. Um, how, and it's how, how, to the how does that happen? How, how, do you, how do you do that? <laughs> well, I think the first thing was to agree that um, we, we were going to do it. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Are we going to do this? We're going to do this. Um, and having a really, really brave client, like mm. you said. Well, she, the client actually, in fact, the clients fundamentally believed it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And we, we moved it through. Um, the simple tactic was a promotional piece where people opted in online, which was another thing. What? What do you call this? And then they play a game. Gamification? What do you call this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I, it seems ridiculous to Eight explain. years ago, though. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I didn't think it was revolutionary at the time. Because um, so I was had, doing So why it. hadn't they done that sort of thing before? Uh, just hadn't just, been the right time for the business? Yeah, and there's lots of bits to, to join up. There's mm. the tech in the store, there's yep. the tool receipt, there's your mobile application, then there's the, the competition itself. There are yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah, moving yeah, yeah. pieces in there. Um so we kept the game really simple because we had four dollars fifty, and you know the <laughs> data collection piece even simpler. Yes. Um, wow. And it's you know it created a momentum for them um, around understanding, you know, technical term first party data and the value mm-hmm. of it in their business, and then the segmentation value of that. So, uh, in all businesses, if you can get and own your first party data, your name and address of your customer and have communication with them. That's a huge asset for you. And I was I, I was thinking coming along today, I wanted to really wanted to say, I've looked recently at the circulation numbers of some of New Zealand's leading magazines. Mm, mm. And, you know, they're touting, we've got, for instance, 40 or 50,000 people. Yep, yep, yep. You know, that's actually not a lot, you know? No, like, no. I mean, it, you know, they're engaged readers and, I tell you, and they've been there for years, but that's not a lot of people now in social media land who can be, you know, communicating and involved with your brand on a day-to-day basis. Mm, um, mm. Look at some of the retail brands and how well they're doing it and, and then their business yep. models evolving around it. I think of, I don't work with Augustine Clothing, but that's, you know, a significant, I'd say, um, leader in, in um, developing yep. database where they pre-selling clothes before they hit the, the racks, you know? They're pre-selling them before they hit the racks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and doing a really good job of it, I would I would suggest. Um, that's impressive. Um, there'd, be, there'd, be, there'd, there'd be some there'd be some listeners surprised to hear um, an agency person talking about the importance of capturing data and 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 you know talking to your customers. So the perceptions I think often are that you know you're focused on on the creativity and the, and the comm side of things. Yeah, you you yeah, said at the very point. beginning that you're into marketing, which yeah. I think is really interesting. So so is is that is that a myth that you know agencies are focused on? creative awards and and you know not mm. changing businesses because the example you've just given is creating a database which is exciting yeah, not, for the business but reasonably dry for a creative for me, award yeah, right yeah well that's the thing i mean yeah like it's a really good point and i suspect um that's the creative is incredibly important to be um, a, a facet of it like if the game for bp wasn't engaging if the yes. proposition wasn't good yeah. if it didn't get their attention it would have failed yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. but if we didn't have the game working technically it would have failed if we didn't have the back-end database it would fail but the outcome for the business is this beautiful asset they now they now have yes um creative is <laughs> it depends what your driver is if it's solely creative and that's kind of a different kind of advertising agency and there's definitely those around mm. and they're great mm. they're great at what they do but I'm a more of a joined up strategist, I think. Yeah. I like yeah. all the pieces coming together. I don't like it to have only one strength. I want it all. I want it all. I don't want just one piece. I want the whole thing. I want the but, whole cake. But but I, is is that the difference between marketing and advertising? Did you say you Probably. know you, you were talking about you're talking about marketing Probably. here? Probably right. 
Yeah, I've never thought about it that way. I've never delineated. I've always, you know, you bring everything you can to the problem, the opportunity, the yeah, solution. Yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you bring everything. You don't, you don't, you don't hold anything off. And I think if you just, I mean, I've in my days in bigger agencies, I've seen great ideas that have failed because they aren't joined up, and mm. or they miss an opportunity. It's like madness. You know, like what? So how do, how do people find someone like you instead of finding someone like the other kind? You know, if they if, if if you know, so a lot of listeners to this are, are owners of small businesses. Yeah. So so how do how do you know you're you know finding the right people to help you with this sort of thing? Uh, look, you know, the traditional way is to well, this is the the tra- traditional way would be to talk to a few agencies with a brief. Most people don't come with the brief, mm-hmm. <laughs> and a brief is a really important tool to help you you know, um, aggregate your thinking into a document that you've teased and played with and answered some really salient questions, including, you know, what is your single-minded proposition? What's the one thing you want to say over a year, let alone over a campaign? What's the one thing you want to hit? Um, and that's usually a good starting point to work out where the relationship could go or yep. or what it could be like. Because you ha- people buy from who they like, yep. you know, fundamentally, in a sales and marketing environment. Yep. Um uh, and I think as a business owner, you have to find out who you like. You've got to go and it's 100 cups of tea, you know. You've got to yeah, go yeah, and yeah, yeah. invest the time because it's a really important partnership, I think. Maybe yeah, well, I'm, maybe I'm overthinking trust. of it again. This no, no. Back to understanding the difference between, you know, the way I think about clients and what clients actually think. I, I, I've got some work to do myself on that. But I think, you know, you, you've got to have a partnership. You've got to be able to yeah. trust the person across the table from you who've got your best interest in heart for yes. a long time. yes. Not a short time, and bring everything to it. Um, so you know, if I was interviewing for an advertising agency, yeah. I'd I'd really really want to know about their creative capability, absolutely. But I'd really want to know how they work within that creative. You know, mm. are they uh, st- um, communicators themselves as creatives? Um, uh, do they listen and talk? Yeah, um, yeah. I'd want to know about their um, their interest in data and mm. their ability to play in that world. I'd really, really want to know about that. I really want them to, um, their agency to talk about customer insight mm. and how that plays through. Um, I'd re- you know what? I'd really want them to be innovative and think about things outside the box. You know, um, And that's one of the things for small to medium-sized businesses in New Zealand. I think you've got you've to play the angles a bit more uh, than perhaps you might in a larger... I think you've got to... You've got to get people around you who challenge you, you know, um, mm, mm. in a good way, not yes. in a you're an idiot kind of way, but yeah, in yeah, a, yeah. have you thought about this, have you thought about that? Yeah. And I think your advertising partner should play a role in that. And that might be sometimes um, uh, adding products to your line, or it might be deleting products from mm, your line. Mm, you know? mm. um, I, I'm meeting with a client, a uh, potential client, a few months ago now, and they had one really good product, yep. maybe two, and they were... Literally, they probably had about 20 products on their list that they were trying to market. Wow. Like, Man, wow. you guys are crazy. You guys are work- – there was no debate. They were hardworking, um, keen, entrepreneurial guys. But mm. that's a hard ask, right? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think Coca-Cola do that. And they've got a lot more resource, you know. Yeah, like, correct. You might want to cut it down a little and focus what you're doing. So you need, you need all of that um, kind of feedback and talking, I think. Okay. Let's. Let, I've got a few questions for you. Oh yes. Okay. What are some common myths about sales and marketing that you've oh, heard? One of the. This winds me up a bit because I get it at the board table sometimes. Oh yeah. It's all about price. 
they're buying on price, Jen. They're price. It's price. Like it is not price. I promise you, it is not price. So prove to me it's not price. I'd, well, I would uh, I'd draw your attention to Google and yep. put in, you know, a brand um, to price strategy, you know, what's more effective. And, uh, you know, people buy on brand. So it's how they feel about your brand. 99.9% of the time, it ain't price. And if you don't know what the decision-making criteria is, um, you're, you're in trouble. You need to understand why people are buying you. So that's the biggest myth for me is the price, particularly in business to business. It's price. It ain't price. Okay. Secret. What else? What else? What other myths are there? I don't really have any more. That's about it. <laughs> one, 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 one that comes up for me from time to time is is that there's sort of you know there's there's this magic and just just trust me it's going to be fine. Is you know there's, there's kind yeah. of smoke and mirrors around creative and marketing. I, Trust me, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I kind of think of it as a you know, it's it's part of business. It's part of business, and it's a professional industry. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's one of those. It's one of those areas. There's not a lot of transparency on. I think with businesses. There's this magic process, and it kind of happens. And yeah. you know, yes. I mean, and and you know, there are times when you think, is this is this the be- what what is this? You know, it comes out. Um, there is a really specific process to the development of good creative. Um, right. Uh, there is a discipline to it, and it, you know, uh, and I'll speak for our agency in particular. I mean, there are rounds and rounds and rounds of creative development, finessing, um, heartfelt reviews, um, criticism, the whole thing. I mean, you know, we never put anything in front of a client that we wouldn't a be prepared to make or b back. You know, so, like so you work your guts out for it. Let's go through the process. So, so client turns up with with a brief and says. Here's my problem. Yep. Here's my budget. Yep. Here's, oh, the, here's the result. I'm oh, after. hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good just, brief. You just okay. You just leaped straight into the brief. No, I haven't, yeah. haven't turned up and said I'd like an ad for this. Often that's no. Let's, <laughs> what, how, what budget? <laughs> so let's, let's say they have a good brief which says okay, okay, here's right. my problem. Fence here's how much land. I've got to spend. Yeah, no, time frames yeah. and here's the outcome I want. Yep. Okay. Cool. What do you do then? Who does what? What happens? So generally, I mean, what what's really important is the agency gets around it and goes, okay, let's um, we need to reverse brief that. that. That means that we need to take it away and we need to think about it and see if there's anything we can add to it. Like what other information. What other experiences mm. have we had? What other research have we got? What what research might we need? Yep. Perspective to help improve it. What are the what are the fields this could play in? Like what have they got that they haven't realised yet that we could add to this brief? Mm. Like database mm. or sales channel yeah, or yeah, yeah. car branding or I don't even their mother's grandmother. I don't know. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. What else have we got? Like yeah. what what are all the cards on the table here? Because yes. we don't often like to think to a specific channel. You're trying to work out where the angles are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we then form that into what we'd call a reverse brief, okay. which would hopefully present back to the client that would then um, show the discipline of thinking, but also um, uh, give client other thoughts and inspire mm. them to go, oh, hold on a minute, this is where this is where it's sitting. And yeah, in that reverse brief would hopefully be a customer insight, which okay. would be okay. like, that's great. And a customer insight says, you know, People care about sustainability. You know, they can they care about it more than anything. Mm-hmm. They care about they might care about um, the color green. I don't know what, what what that thing might be, but they passionately care about it, and that should be our, our hook if we want to deliver this. This is our hook. Why For, is it important to have a customer insight in there? It makes the communication stronger, and it makes it more empathetic towards the audience that you're trying to communicate with, yep. and and it's motivating when people care about them care about something. Mm. It's a lot stronger. Um, emotion and and more resilient 
and more actionable. They'll do yeah, something. Yeah, okay. It's sticky, yep. stickier. Um, so that would, the client then would say, that's interesting. I approve that brief. It goes into, hopefully, uh, into creative. And yep. creative go, oh, now creative. Hopefully we've you know taken out in a way um, some of the low-hanging fruit for creative. Like I've gone, yes, we don't want to see trees in this brief yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. about sustainability and green. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I want to see something different. And I, this is my customer insight. And what we're looking for the creative to do is to take that insight, the proposition the client's trying to deliver, and the channels that we have, and create something that's really unique and meaningful and memorable um, as a communication strategy. Um, and so you're, gui- you're guiding the creative towards yeah, towards that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's take in a way carefully guiding them in a way that doesn't gives it give, doesn't necessarily give the obvious. Mm-hmm. Solution. Yeah. Okay. okay um, it okay. takes them to a different place okay. that that is unique, and that's important. Yep. Um, for most, you know, the briefs that we work with. So creative comes up with an idea. Let's say a creative comes up with an idea, um, because you employ creatives for their lateral thinking and their fresh thinking. Yep. So you've had a meeting with your financial services client, and they yes, come up with an idea, yes. which is wacky and out there. And you go, okay, what now? So how does that work? That okay, situation? so they've come up with a they've come up with a lovely idea. Well, maybe not even a lovely idea. Maybe it's an, an, one idea of three. Mm, mm, um, and that's mm. probably what we're trying to do is get to a position where we've got a few ideas that are good, yep. because um, it needs it needs um, conversation. It needs uh, mm, debate. It needs mm. perspective. It needs that one's good, but I love that one. It needs it needs tension. That's a change from the old days, isn't it? Which was, you know, oh, just pop out with one. Where we went, done, it, done it. Here you go. Ready now. Yeah, well, that's, that's brave. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Look, that's far more efficient and wonderful. Mm. Um, and I think if, and there may be times and approaches where that's appropriate. Mm. But mm. we like to have attention. We yeah. like to. Yeah, we yeah. like to have gone. Da 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 da. Um, and have something to contrast against because I think that's quite useful. Um, well, you both come into it with, with you know with with different. Yeah. Value to add, I suppose, don't you? you well, know. you've got to show it, you know. I think Absolutely. Got, and, yeah, that, that, when you've been through a f- few of them, <laughs> sometimes you can guess straight away which one is the winner. Yeah, you can yeah, see yeah, it and yeah, you yeah. go, that one is the winner. Yeah. You'll get in the meeting with the client and they'll mm. go, no, this one is the winner. And you're like, okay, you see something different to me. Um, you have a really robust debate about that. But at the end of the day, the client is the one who's buying the work. They are responsible for understanding their business yep. and their clients as, as much as we are. And there's a tension there too between yeah. you know, uh, presenting something that you love and something you like versus what the yes. client may love and you may like. So does, the, does that tension change when you're working for a big agency as an employee versus when you're running your own agency? Uh, uh, no, but I've seen bigger tensions and bigger agencies yeah, right. where um, because they're not as perhaps connected to um, the reality or the long-term future of the of the business as well I mean you have to there's a there's a commercial reality there right absolutely um, and I've seen you know situations where things have gone off the rail big time with, with um, how creatives respond to feedback on their ideas yeah right it can get a little fruity yeah, and I, I get it. I totally get it too because you know, if you, if you think about it, there it's a hard job. You know, you're you're you are actually cre- it's, you're creating something that mm. people 
uh, have an opinion on, very strong opinion. You're getting judged all the time. All the time, you, and, yeah, and you do, and you know, if you and I love, I love the passion of that. If you fundamentally believe in it, then you're going to mm. stand up for it, right? You're going to give it, give it the jandal. But sometimes somebody don't like your jandal. <laughs> it just happens. It's it an happens. interesting balance, isn't it? You know, re- yeah. recommending what's what's right for someone and what you think is going to work versus what they'll buy, and sometimes those things are different. Yeah, and and you have to you have to be mature about that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you go, yeah. okay, we'll live to fight another day. The th- the thing that kills me is sometimes when they're just, yeah, it's you, you can see you can see success, but you're just taking a little off ramp motorway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just damn. <laughs> well, I suppose that's you know you were talking before about the value of long term relationships. You know, it's not all or nothing. You know, if you build up that trust, eventually you'll get to the right place together. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's I totally agree. That's what it's about. And um, yeah, sometimes you win, and yeah. sometimes you really win. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah, really good. Yeah. What do um, what do big companies know in terms of marketing or sales that small businesses don't, or vice versa? Because you've worked with mm. businesses of all different sizes. Mm. Yes, yeah, so yeah. Look, what, are some, what are some of the differences that you've seen? I think uh, big big businesses. Um, have you know wonderful disciplines and practices they have resources they have consistency sometimes which mm. allows them to take a different position around decisions so it's it's you know they can say well you know we'll play it out for another two years we'll see what happens here yeah, as opposed okay. to a smaller business like i've got i've got two weeks make this work yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's a very different kind of you know approach to situations and problems mm. you know, um that i think is what makes them know different things yeah okay uh, they've got they've got research you know, that may have been going back 10 years versus a smaller yep, company yep. has gone, I've done my, I've asked my family and yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. what they think. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so it gives you a different, really different perspective. Um, Do you ever think there's there's such a thing as too much research? Cause we've had I've never seen it in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I love research. I mean, I, I think it's got its place. Um, and What's its place? Well, I think, oh, gee, you know, with social media, digital panel, online research. I yep. mean, it's just such an affordable way mm. uh, to get a read on a market. And with first-party data, which we should all be heavily investing in, got that, going got back that. to that page, um, you know, that why wouldn't you go and ask customers, look, you, I've got 50 customers, I just need to ask your opinion on this, what mm. do you think? Mm. You know, why shouldn't you do that? Yeah. I think it's nuts not to. And um, what role does research have in creative? Oh, I mean, it's really, really powerful. I think... Um, uh, to help inform the insight that we're yep. talking about before, but also to test creative. We've done some recently. Um, it was brilliant. It was really, really good to help us guide the client to a better outcome, creative outcome. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Um, so, so some in the industry wouldn't agree with that, would they? They wouldn't agree with testing creative? I, I think, um, how do I say this politely? I think that that could be an age thing. Mm-hmm. I think. I think these days creative would welcome it because yeah. it's not a new concept um, and it's it's totally accessible and it's and it's quick and it's easy and it's informative and it adds value to the creative process. Yeah, okay. okay. I, I haven't met a, I don't work with a creative who wouldn't welcome uh, research testing. Unfortunately, clients aren't always into it because it's additional monies. Mm-hmm. And in, mm-hmm. in New Zealand, that's, you know, that, yeah, it's maximising the dollar to get the balance between creative development, creative yeah. delivery and media yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you know, because you know you don't want to spend all your money on your creative product and have nothing to be able to put towards actually showing people it. Yeah, and yep. they probably see research. I would suggest as as part of that process. Yeah, okay. It's okay. great. Oh, look, it's, yeah, it's a huge benefit to the development of a creative piece. 
I, ca- I can't Highly wait for, I can't wait for listeners to listen to another episode and see uh, if they can spot the uh, advertising <laughs> person who did not like research. Okay. Okay. Already, okay. Excellent. All good. This is brilliant. Um, With all due respect. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Jen, thank you. This is this has been really interesting. I think um, I think you know very very often there's a view of agency people and there's a view of what agencies do, and I think you you sort of busted a lot of those myths. It's been really interesting. Um, look, if if there was one thing that you would um, leave our listeners with, one piece of advice mm-hmm. um, that they could take away in action tomorrow, what would that be? So <clears throat> I would, a couple of pieces, I would um, strongly suggest, I've, I've landed the first party data thing, I'll leave that alone. Uh, the second thing I would suggest is in smaller medium businesses, go to video for your social media posts, LinkedIn, um, uh, Facebook, Insta, wherever you're playing, go to video, use video. It's it's much stronger. It's got it's got a lot more going on, and it will do better on your on your um, metrics if you use than text only. Than text only. Go to video, even if it's yourself with your camera, just do it. Okay. Okay. Um, I would also suggest um, when you look at your market sales and marketing, consider f- four questions: um, how you acquire people how you bring them into your channel and what work you're doing there and what's the percentage of your, say you had $100, mm-hmm. what of that $100 should you put to acquiring your customers? Yep. What should you put towards stimulating them? And by that I mean cross-sell and upsell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What should you put towards loyalty as a, as a factor? And loyalty is a thank you. Loyalty isn't a program. Loyalty is a thank you, rewarding your most valuable customers or your potential most valuable customers. And then the final thing I would say is what are you putting towards retaining your customers? So what's your acquisition, stimulation, loyalty and retention strategies for your business? And what's your $100 as a percentage you spending in those areas? That's what I would suggest, having a good hard think about. Where's your problem? Where's your opportunity? Mm. And where's your investment going? Because if they're not aligned... If you're not spending it in the right place, then you're not making the most of your opportunity. And it's a really basic tool that I use um, to help me understand where a business is at. Yes. I love it. Mm. Love it. And first-party data. First-party data. Do that. And video. Video yourself getting your first-party data sorted. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jen. It's been great. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider. If you liked it, you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast app for fortnightly episodes. For other great New Zealand podcasts, head over to podcasts.nz. And if it's IT expertise you're after, then make your way to gorillatechnology.com. See you next time.